around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you today. We're so thrilled. Terry and I are here to minister to you and just encourage you from the Word of God and really just serve you up a good meal that we know will help you and uh, be able to digest through your soul the information the Holy Ghost wants you to have that'll just make life better than ever before. Happy 4th of July. And That's right. <laughs> what a wonderful opportunity is, you know, for this country to celebrate all the freedoms that we have and have had and and the foundation that we've been built on. So happy we want to talk about that. Happy birthday, America. Yes, happy birthday the United States of America. What a what a lofty sounding phrase that is. Yes, yes. And I just uh, am am so thrilled. Terry and I, and I great talk about flag, this. Long may she wave. Long may she wave. What a marvelous thing. You know, I I just want to put in a little commercial here real quickly. Terry's got some great things we're going to talk to you about today. But it, it's just so important that you train your family, and if you have to go get it back again for yourself learn to value and honor and respect the things that God has done for you in your life. If you're living here in this country, you were even born here in this country, or you have become an American citizen, the blessing of the Lord is on this country because of the believers that are here. Oh, absolutely. You know, Abraham, uh, God had a conversation with him and said that he would even uh, spare Sodom and Gomorrah, the most wicked city on the planet, if he could just find 10 righteous in the whole city. No, that's right. And there's a whole lot more Surely than 10. there's more than 10 here in the States. <laughs> that's right. There's a whole bunch of us here, and this place I mean, we're is two, blessed. we just need eight more. <laughs> that's right. We just need eight more. As Terry and I, we can find those around our grandkids. You know, there's 15 of them. So. Yeah, there you go. But we're just so grateful for the blessing of the Lord. And I tell folks all the time, I just want to say this to you about honor and respect and value. That if you'll go read Psalm 119 and just take 10 or 15 verses at a time, it's the longest psalm in the Bible, about 176 verses, and just read 10 to 15 verses a day and read it out loud and begin to hear what the writer says about respecting the Word of God, respecting and honoring the commandments, the laws, the precepts of the Word of God. You'll begin to build that respect for God's word back into you. And then if you begin to just in your heart be thankful to the Lord that you're living in a free country. Absolutely. And that there's grocery stores <laughs> everywhere. Yes, thank cars. God. And the, I mean, just walking down the cereal aisle at your grocery store ought to give you a, a spring in your step to know that there's that much variety. Well, and you know, Renee, every time prosperity. I've ever had a, a person from another country come and visit me right. or I brought... Uh, uh, ministers in from other countries right. or whatever. Uh, I always end up taking them to grocery stores. Right. And every time without fail, they're just blown away at the oh, abundance. That's the right. abundance. You know, it's the abundance of the grocery store that caused Boris Yeltsin, uh, the president, yes, the president yes, of, the, exactly. of the USSR, uh, to some of you to don't just, know that to just hold his head in his hands and just shake his head. And say, if our people could see this, because they took him to a Randall's. He right. came over to America right. to go to Houston to check out NASA. That's and right. And they gave him a little, you know, 
propaganda probably tour of NASA, you know, showing him all the strong points and right, right. our rockets are bigger than your rockets and all right. that kind of sure, stuff. Sure, sure. And, uh, and he wasn't so impressed with all that stuff, but uh, they took him to a Randall's, Randall's grocery store there by in NASA, Clear Lake, Clear Lake. Uh, Texas, right there in Houston, right there out by NASA. And he saw the produce aisle. Yes. And the bakery and the bread. Oh my goodness! And the 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 the, the I mean the abundance that the we just take for granted. Overflowing yes. abundance yes. on every aisle and yes. every shelf and every you know I've been to Russia. I've been to Russia yeah. when it was the Soviet yes, Union, when have. it was the USSR. Right. And uh, there's there's no food on those shelves. Isn't that no something? food on those shelves? No, that, in fact, I took a pastor and his wife out one night uh, after a meeting and uh, two little kids. And we went to a coffee shop and, and walked in. And we sit there, and they all ordered coffee. The two little kids ordered coffee. The pastor and his wife ordered coffee, and I ordered coffee. And, and then we ordered some other stuff as well. And I looked around at them, and they're all just smiling and, and happy and appreciative. And, and I said, so your kids like coffee? All you guys like coffee? And the, the, the pastor's wife just started crying. She said, Brother Terry said, they've never had coffee before. So it's the first time we've ever ordered it. Oh my goodness. We've never been able to come in here before. We've never right. been able to, to, to buy a cup of coffee. And, right. and if we had money to buy the cup of coffee, there was no coffee on the shelves to buy. My and, goodness. Uh, but, but, you know, Boris Yeltsin saw that abundance. That's right. And just shook him to his very core. And at that point, he realized communism does not work. Isn't that amazing? And so they put him in an air. He got on the airplane and flying back to Washington, D.C. to meet with the president and all the people he was going to meet with. And then before he went back over to the USSR to Russia, uh, flying back, they said he sat on the plane the whole time from Houston to D.C. with his head in his hands, right, shaking his head and saying, if our people knew, if the people of Russia knew right, this was available, they would... They would overthrow the government. There'd, put, be, a they'd, put, there'd be a revolution. That's they'd put right. us all in chains. That's they'd right. They'd put the whole Politburo in chains. He said because, they don't even. The Politburo didn't even. Oh no! Eat he like said the that. Politburo doesn't eat like this. Right. Who's seen the abundance? The abundance of this. And you country. know, some little silly socialist <laughs> young woman in New York yeah, was elected right? this week. Uh, to 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 run, you know, to take the the primary right, right. to be able to to run in November. Right. And uh, and she's an avowed socialist, like like that nutball Bernie Sanders, <laughs> and uh, wants to turn right. America into Venezuela. Bernie Sanders wanted to turn America into Venezuela. Look hey, at come the Venezuela on, you need to go model. to Venezuela yeah. with me. It's uh, it's. People are, are, refugees are fleeing everywhere. We were just in Colombia yes. and they were having such a problem at the border with, with Venezuelan refugees coming across That's the border right. uh, just because there's nothing in Venezuela. There's, there's no, there's no food. food. They're riding in the streets. They're, they're eating garbage. And yet, Renee, Venezuela is where we used to get our oil. They've got more oil than anybody. Wow. You know, well, not more in Texas. But, uh, right. but I mean, they've just got oil everywhere and can't get it out of the ground and can't turn it into money because they're a godless, socialist, communist. Hugo Chavez, who's the only friend Fidel Castro ever had, I think, but, you, you know, they're both dead today. Right. Uh, but Hugo Chavez turned Venezuela from a wonderful, lovely, capitalist, people-making-money, food-on-the-shelves, right. food-to-eat, right. people-happy, turned it socialist my goodness and had himself voted in as the the lifelong president president for life 
My goodness. And ran that thing into the ground. I mean, ran it into the ground. And they're riding in the streets. They're eating out of the garbage cans. They're fleeing the nation. And this is what Bernie Sanders and this little silly lady in New York City want to turn America into. 14,000% inflation. Yeah, 14,000% inflation. And and the DNC, and this isn't a political rally here. This We're talking about the Word of God. But the DNC said today or yesterday... They said that her winning the election is the future. The head of the Democrat Party, the head of the DNC, said she is the future of the, of the Democratic, Democratic Party. Party. Now, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I've got a lot of friends that are Democrats, and uh, they're Christians. Right. And they're spirit-filled Christians. And they're Word of Faith Christians. Right. But I tell you what, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm almost to the point to beg them to get out of that party. Right. Because what it didn't used to matter if you was a Democrat or Republican. I mean, no, when my granddad, right. man, I mean, it didn't matter if you was a Republican or a Democrat because no, both parties right. believed in God, country, right. family. That's it. And then they had some odd ideas about this, that, and the other. Republicans believe this, and Democrats believe that, and one of them would be strong in the military or strong oh, in the economy, right. and one of them would be strong on something else. And, but it didn't much make much, much difference because everybody believed in God, country, family. Right. But that's not true anymore. And and back in the twenty what twelve election mm-hmm. when Mitt Romney and, and 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 President Obama were running against each other, the Democratic National Convention three times, three times, three times on national television booed God, booed him. When they brought up God, they booed him. They sat there and booed God in America. They <laughs> wow. booed God. Yeah. Jesus, and three awful. times, Renee, they voted, and three times. They voted God out of their platform, and they said, we do not want God in our platform. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If I was a Democrat, I'd be running for the hills. No joke. If I was a spirit-filled Democrat, a Christian Democrat, a word of faith Democrat, I'd be saying, you know what? I need to be honest enough with myself to realize that this isn't working. No, It was working. It was fine. It was great. But the people that that are in charge have booed God and have voted him out of the platform. And I tell you what, I do not want to be in a place where where God's not at. Brother, you know, the Air Force here a few years ago under Obama actually took God and some of the some of the pledges to God out of the Air right. Force creed and, right. and, and, and code and, and that sort of thing. And, and you know, Renee, I was in the military. I'm a veteran. I was in the military. Right. Right. Man, I was in the military back in Vietnam days. I mean, I tell you what, I would not want to be in the military without God. Can you imagine a young man? My my One of my grandsons is about to go in the Air Force, about to go in the military. I don't want him going in the military without no, God. Right. And I right. love the military. I'm pro-military. Man, my philosophy is just kill them all and let God sort out his own. You know, I'm, I'm for the military. <laughs> right, but right. but I don't want to go into a military without God. Well, and, this, and you see in the Air Force, I mean, there's been so many crashes of their equipment and so many different things that have gone on with the Navy and the military where equipment failures have been have cost lives. And it's almost like you wonder... Well, it's an that, embarrassment that in the United that States the of America, of, we wouldn't maintain That they would equipment. not have trusted God and that there hasn't been that kind of commitment out of the military to trust God. Oh, absolutely. To stand for the things of the gospel because our lives are on the line. We're to pray. Yeah. You, know, every, you know, every time I meet parents, you've been with me, you know I do this. When I meet parents of, of, a, of, a, of a young man or woman that's in the military right, or going right. into the military... Uh, I tell them every time I give them my my personal cell number. Right. And I tell them you give That's this true. to your you give this to your young man or your young woman. That's and true. And you tell them if they ever are in a firefight, are they ever going into battle, they're ever going into combat, they're ever in a 
situation where, where their lives, they're in harm's way, right. you tell them to call me. Night or day, night or day, night or day, you tell them to call me. And uh, I'll, I'll pray for them and believe God with them and tell them how to use the Word of God. That's right. And uh, yeah, I'm for our military. I'm for I, I'm for I tell you, I believe I believe you can go in the military and, and, and have everybody around you protected. No, that's right. The blood right. of Jesus that's protects right. everybody in your unit. But uh, uh, to say we don't want God to go to war with us, we don't want God to go to the military with us, we don't want God with we're us. We're not going to pray we, anymore. We're not going to take. It'd be like you going on a on a trip and and say, God, you stay home. I'm going on this trip by myself. Yeah. I'm gonna go to Florida I've on vacation, but you stay, you stay, you stay yeah. home. But I got, I got this. I, got I would, this. you know me. I pray everywhere we go. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go across the street right. without asking God's blessing. I had, I had a friend of mine in West Texas years ago. Well, he's still a friend of mine, still in West Texas. <laughs> he's an old country farmer. Still is an old country farmer. And uh, he said to me one day back decades ago, he said, uh, he said, uh, Terry. I don't get out of bed in the morning unless the Holy Ghost tells me to. He said, I don't put my underwear on unless oh the Holy Ghost tells me oh to. My, my. And I told him, I said, well, I, I never thought about asking whether I ought to wear underwear or not, but I tell you what, I do like hearing from the Holy Ghost no, that's on right. anything and everything that's that you right. do. I prayed all the way through school. That's I right. I prayed over every food I ate and drink of water I had and prayed every ever. Every day in school, and certainly every day through the army, and every day through the mission field. I've been in mission fields for fifty years, Renee. Fifty oh, years in countries where people are trying to kill me. My walking landmines, walking trails that have landmines on them, where they're strafing uh, uh, with with Chinese fighter pilots mm -hmm. with planes, with with mortars coming in, with howitzers going on. And I mean, I'm just as safe as a baby in the home in its in its crib. Because, because the Almighty God goes with me. And that's I mean the, Jehovah that's God. Whole, I mean the God of angel armies. Yeah, that's the, that's the difference in being and in a And to vote him out and yeah. to boo him and say, you stay home. We got this. We don't want <laughs> you in our politics. We don't want you in our, we'll yeah. run our country by ourselves. How's that work for people around the world? Oh, my goodness. Why do you think my, America's like my, America my. and all those other countries are like they are? Because whenever Paul and the disciples got the right. Holy Ghost, Renee, they went west. Thank God. I've said for years and years and years, the only difference, but the only reason America's like America is and Russia and China's like they are is because when Paul and the disciples left to preach the gospel, mm. they went west. Right. Thank God Thank they God. went west. If they had gone east, then we'd be like Russia and China. That's right. And they'd be like us. Only now the knotheads that run our country are trying to make us like them. Isn't that insane? I, I beg people, go with me to a communist country. I'll show you it doesn't work. Go oh. with me to a socialist country. I'll show you it doesn't work. It's never worked. Look in the history books. It's never, ever, ever, ever worked. And these young, snotty-nosed kids today, you know, even in the communist countries, the grandkids of the people that, when the wall fell, the grandkids are saying now, well, you know, what's wrong with communism? Right. Grandpa, Grandma, what's wrong with it? Was it so bad? Why, why, what, what's so bad? And the grandparents just pulled their hair out and said, we were dying to get out. We would get killed for getting out. Right. We, we begged wow. every day to get out, and you're trying to take us back there? And that's something. Because they don't remember. No. See, we, 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 we can't forget. No, that's right. The worst thing America does, the worst thing the Western world does, the worst thing is we forget. No, that's true. And see, Chinese don't forget. They're in this thing for the long haul. They got a they got a thousand year plan, <laughs> you know. They just, but, they, but we forget. We 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 tend to forget. Well, you know, I was thinking about um, 
you and I were talking about this before we went on the on the to record the podcast today about how God uh, has sustained that long term plan that He has for oh, your, that He's had for your life, and that He has. You know, when Jeremiah, uh, what is it? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, "God has God says I have thoughts." And I have plans for and you. Thoughts and plans for and you. And I've got to, and it's, you know, if you're going to serve. I know the, my thoughts, I think, towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts and, of good and, and not of evil. Of evil. To give you an expected end or to give you a future and future, a hope. Future, a hope and a reward. That's and, what we do with our orphans. We say, we're going to give you a future. We're going to give you a hope. There is hope. Right. And we're going to give it to you because of Almighty God. Well, when you when you look, if you pick the right God and you picked a God that you think is big enough to take care of you, and then like Third John two says, I wish, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. A double ill, all things, and be in health, even as your soul prospers. That there's a lot of clues in there. Number one, you find out that God is big enough to take care of anybody that'll ever believe that scripture, sure. and then you find out that He has He has a plan for your soul to think like He does, so He can bless you, absolutely, like He wants to bless you in your physical body and with the finances and the needs and everything in your life being taken care of. And I just have said to you. Um, you know, just since we've been married a lot, about how what it has taken uh, in faith and in natural provision for God to sustain just your one family and your one ministry out of all the ministries on the earth that God has done the same thing for, that he has done it on the foundation of faith that yes. you laid as a young man. Yes. Believing Standing God. Standing on the foundation the, of the apostles and prophets. Of the apostles and prophets. And we we were talking about how the, that the foundation of the United States is that constitution. Oh, absolutely. And then the Bible in Psalms says that if the foundations be destroyed, what shall what, become of the righteous? What will the righteous do? And then to realize that God gave you five scriptures to lay the foundation of your ministry yeah. for the next 50 years. Gave them years. to me in 1966 when I was a 16-year-old kid. And that's something. Yeah. Tell, just, just go through those five scriptures real quickly here before we have to go today. And just tell the folks. Well, and I went because before you God can put because I was a 16-year-old kid leading the youth, leader, the youth leader. And I was praying saying, God, i got to have a word. Uh, uh, not a, just a word, not a sermon, but i got to have a lifestyle to give right. to these kids. Because they're facing stuff every day. They're out there and there's drugs and there's alcohol and there's... There's there's sex and there's there's this and there's that and there's that. I I gotta have, I'm the youth leader. I gotta have something to tell them right. that they can take to right. the bank, a lifestyle, not just a sermon. And the Lord said to me, He said, uh, write this down. And I got a pen and paper. And He said, you can talk like God. I'd never heard anything like that before in my <laughs> life. 1966. Can you imagine? Right. And what is that? 54 years ago. And uh, and then He said, then He gave me five scriptures. Uh, the first one was Romans 12, two. It says, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew your mind to the Word of God by the renewing of your mind right. that, you, that you may know what and prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And then Joshua 1.8 says, uh, don't let this book of the law depart from out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, night and day, day and night, mm-hmm. night and day, day and night, mm-hmm. that thou mayest observe to do According to all A W L all that's written therein, for then, and I might say it only then, for Mm -hmm. then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. I looked at that scripture and I said, Lord, nobody has ever talked about prosperous, a missionary being prosperous, a a Christian being prosperous, a church being. But nobody in my church ever talked about that. Not in nineteen sixty six. Right. And uh, 
Oh, that's for sure. And he said three things. He said, he said, don't let the word come out your mouth. Keep the word in your mouth. But nothing but the word come out your mouth. And to, so that's talking like God. And then he said to think like God, or he said, thou shalt uh, meditate therein day and night. So think like God, talk like God, think like God. Then he said, that thou mayest observe to do, be a doer, to do or act like God. According to, to according to all that's written therein, therein where? In the word of God. Be a doer of everything that's written therein. And then, God said, you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. What a secret. That's an absolute secret no, and right. formula right. and right. three steps to absolute success. And so then the third scripture was uh, Jeremiah 1.12. God watches over his word or hastens his word to perform it. The next scripture is Psalms 138, verse 2. It says, God's exalted his word even higher than his name. So I realized that if God broke his word, he'd have to deny his name. And God's not going to break his word. No, he's going to honor his right, word right. at all costs. And above all else, he will honor his word because he's placed it higher than his name. That's if right. he becomes a liar and breaks his word, he'd have to deny his name. His name would be no good. Wow. You know, if your word's no good, you're no good. That's right. That's right. And then the no, last scripture is uh, Proverbs chapter 4, starting at verse uh, 20 says, my son, attend to my words. Oh, that's powerful. Attend to my word, attend to my words. Let not, let, let them not depart from your eyes. Now, Joshua said, don't let them depart from your from mouth. mouth. And here Proverbs says, don't let them depart from your eyes. I mean, keep them right up in front of your that's face. Right. That's I remember right. back in those early days when Jackie and I were trying to learn the word and make it work. And you and Dean were trying to learn the word and make it work. We just literally take the Bible and hold it right up in front of our face and just say, Father, <laughs> we're not going to let this depart from our eyes. Yeah. And one thing about it is if you're looking at, got it up in your face and looking at the word, you can't see the mountain. No, that's right. No matter right. how big the giant is, no matter how big the mountain is, no matter how big what the problem is, if you got the word right up in front of your face, you can't, you can't see anything else. You know, I just, we were so desperate back then that we just did those desperate mechanical things to no, get, absolutely. keep the word in front of us. That's right. To, so, because we had to have, I, I had two sick little boys. We didn't have any money. We didn't have a car. You and Jackie wanted to go to Mexico and to be missionaries and no money and no, no car, support. No, no money, car. no credit card, no <laughs> no bank account, no support and, from anybody. And we're looking But anyway, at, he said, let them not depart from your eyes. And hanging on to them. Then he said, incline your ear to my sayings. We're still in Proverbs 4. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them, let them not depart from your eyes. Incline your ear to my sayings. Guard them. Guard them words and sayings That's right. in the midst of your heart. Then he says, for they. They what? They the words and sayings of God. For they. They are life, L-I-F-E, to those that find them. That's right. And medicine or health to A-W-L, all their their flesh. flesh. Those five scriptures right there changed my life and rocked my world. And I'm still preaching them today and still living them today. And that's the Because I stood on that foundation. That foundation. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, 3 John 2, that you be in health and prosper. And and so that God, because if you don't show up, Nothing else matters. No, that's right. No, that's exactly <laughs> you know, right. You've got to, you've got to be healthy years, enough. 50 years in the yeah, mission 50, field. 50 years. 50 years. Standing on those five scriptures. I, I stand was, on the word. Stand on the promises. Stand on the purchases. Stand on the name of Jesus. Well, stand on the shoulders of giants. Brother Hagen, Brother Copeland, uh, no, Smith Wigglesworth, right. those that have gone on before. Hudson Taylor, you know, Wayne Myers, my friend who's 96 years old right. in Mexico, about to turn right. 96. You know, standing on the shoulders of giants. Looking to those elders, looking to those leaders, looking That's back right. at the at the heroes in the Bible, looking That's at right. what David did and what David said, what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego right. said and did, what Daniel said and did, what all those Old Testament uh, heroes said and did. 
you know, we're sitting here in, 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 in my office uh, making this podcast. And mm-hmm. I was looking around while I go at all the men are deer heads, you know, and there's there's skulls in here, deer horns, and, and there's there's pheasant uh, on, uh, mounted on the wall, and there's ducks mounted on the wall, fish. and there's fish mounted on the wall, <laughs> and big set of longhorn steer, you know, on the wall. Uh-huh. And I was just thinking, these are all trophies. Right, exactly. These are all trophies. And you know what David did when he killed Goliath? <laughs> Seventeen-year-old kid goes right, up there and kills right. the guy that's about to destroy Israel and about right. to get King Saul scared and hiding in the foxhole, terrified. David went out there and killed him, cut his head off, brought the bloody thing, hair, teeth, and eyeballs back up there mm-hmm. to King Saul and said, I don't think he's going to bother you anymore. And then the Bible says he went and hung it in his tent. <laughs> He sat oh, around his my, office my. just like I sit in here and say, I shot that, I shot that, I shot that. David just sit there and look at that head of Goliath up there on his wall yeah. and say, yeah, I, I, took that, I took that boy down. No, that's exactly right. Those are, me and God did that. Those are, God helped me do that. And, and those are the spiritual battles that one after another, you begin to build a foundation under your feet of I stood that's on right. the word. That's right. I stood you on the word. You folks listening to us today, God. you need to start your trophy room. That's right. You need to start with your faith. Start with, you know, Brother Copeland used to say, don't try to believe God for a suit if you never used your faith for sock. Start start on right. sock faith. And then start <laughs> believing and just get a trophy. Well, that's right. And hang those no socks right. on the walls. I believe God for those. Didn't believe for a pair of shoes. I believe God for, me and God did. Faith did that. Yeah, you walk in it, your closet one day and realize what that, you know. Those are trophies. Those are trophies. Those Look, are trophies. The Lord gave me this wardrobe. God, God provided God, have you pray for somebody and they get healed of cancer. And you say, that's a trophy. No, that's Me right. and God did that. God did that. Precious people. Precious lives of people. As Terry was preaching here today to you and talking to you, I, I flipped over to Deuteronomy chapter 4 because it's so much of, of, of what God has always intended. God God doesn't just jump up one day and say, I'm going to bless this man above everybody no, else. Of course not. He's had a plan to do that forever. But in Deuteronomy well, chapter 4. There's spiritual laws involved and spiritual authority right. involved. Do, do, I think Moses said something so profound here in Deuteronomy 4, verse 4. He said, but you who clung fast to the Lord your God you go. are alive Every one of you, every one of you, this day. To this day, and see that's what God wants to do. Every one of you are alive this day because you clung fast to the Lord. You've hung on to the promises of God. Absolutely, you've begun to, like Terry was saying, build your own trophy room, and you are standing on the foundation of the apostles and the Absolutely. prophets and the that's men what of this God. Book is all about. That's it's it. all trophies. One story it's after all another. Foundations. That's right. You know, and, and, and you just you just see what those guys said, and then all those years later, it came to pass. That's right. It was so. It was so. That's it right. was so. You know, and, Deuteronomy eighteen eighteen, Moses prophesied. Right. And he said, there's a great prophet coming. He's talking yeah, about Jesus. Jesus Christ. He's Chief talking about Jesus. There's building. a great prophet coming. Yeah. Then David prophesied in the Psalms and said, there's a great priest coming after the order right. of Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. Talking about Jesus. Yes. Then Zechariah 9, 9, Zechariah prophesied and said, there's a great king coming. Yeah. And he'll ride into town on a donkey. My talking God. about Jesus, the prophet, the priest, and the king. 
That's who we serve. I said in the podcast last week that there's only three offices ever anointed. Right. In the Old Testament, there's only three offices ever where they took the horn, filled it with oil, symbolizing the Holy Spirit, That's right. poured it over a man's head and down his hair and his beard and his clothes and on the floor, symbolizing the Holy Ghost power. And they anointed three offices only, the prophet, the priest, and the king. And Moses prophesied and said, a prophet's coming. Zechariah prophesied and said, a king's coming. And David prophesied and said, a priest is coming. And you know what? It took a long time, but he came. No, that's right. He came. He came. He came just like this book said he would. He came and he was the prophet, the priest, and the king, or he was the anointed one, because only those three offices were anointed. He was the prophet, the priest, the king, the anointed one. Jesus is alive today, seated at the right hand of the throne of God, but by supernatural ability and covenant, he lives on the inside of everybody that will receive him and accept him. So we're here today to remind you who you are and encourage you to stand. Like we've talked to you today about the foundation of the principles of the Word of God, those five scriptures that Terry mentioned here today, and just begin to build your trophy room. And thank God that you didn't have to invent this and figure it all out by yourself, that others have gone before you. And you're standing on a sure foundation. On Christ, the solid solid rock rock I stand, stand. all other ground is sinking sinking sand. And, uh, you know, with it, we're still going strong. This week, go out and look around. Fourth of July week, go out and look at the American flags. That's a trophy. It sure is. That's a trophy. We look over the ramparts and see if she's still waving, and sure enough, sure enough, sure enough by dawn's there. early light, there she was. There she was. And uh, she's still waving today. That's a trophy. It is and a put trophy. Put your hand over your heart and look at that flag and say, I pledge allegiance to the flag. Well, and pray for United America. United States of America. You know, about, five, I don't know how many years it was ago now, maybe eight, nine years ago, I was in, in Raleigh, Durham. North Carolina. Well, we're going to be in South Carolina this Sunday. Yeah, and we're going to be in North Carolina the North next, Carolina the next, the next uh, Sunday. Sunday, over on the coast, uh, ministering with Jim Dharma. And this right. week, we're ministering with my sister uh, and her husband, White and Debbie Brown. That's right. They're preaching in uh, the South Pacific in, uh, in uh, Samoa right. this week. And so we're going to go out and preach at their church. And uh, But anyway, I was preaching for a really good friend of mine and a good partner of our ministry and, and friend, uh, Pastor Andrew Singletary, Andrew and Cheryl. And uh, it's a black pastor of a black church. Let me tell you something interesting about saying a black pastor in a black church. You know, I preach in a lot of black churches. And I've got a lot of black friends, a lot of black uh, partners. And uh, for years, I'll make that distinction. I say, you know, I was out fishing the other day with a really good friend of mine. He's a black man. Or I was going to preach in the church the other day, and it was a black church. And so one of my really dear friends that's a black man asked me years and years ago, he said, Terry, why do you do that? He said, you know, that's really getting to where, you know, it's, it's not politically correct anymore. He said, why, why do you do that? Why do you say, I was fishing with a guy, a friend of mine, he was, he was a black guy, or I was eating dinner with a friend of mine the other day, he was a black guy, or I, I was, I was uh, preaching at a church that has a black church. He said, why, why do you say that? Why don't you say, uh, I was fishing with a guy, or I was eating with a guy, or, or I was preaching at a church. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I don't know why you say black. I said, I'll tell you exactly why I say it. I said, because if I, I said, if I had just said I was preaching at the church, you'd have thought of white church. If I had just said I was, free, I, was, I was eating dinner with a friend of mine the other day, you'd have thought a white guy. If I said I was out fishing with a really good friend of mine the other day, we were catching bass, you'd have thought I was out with a white friend of mine. Right. I said the reason I distinguish it is because you, I don't have the problem, you have the problem. Everybody thinks if I say I'm with a friend, it's a white friend. I said I think, I think the distinction needs to be made. 
I said, sometimes I'm out with Thai friends and sometimes I'm out with <laughs> Japanese friends. I mean, I'm a missionary. Right, sometimes right. I'm out with African friends. Sometimes I'm out with, you know, Mexican friends. I, I, I was in a convention one time years ago and I said something about uh, from the pulpit. I said, now where's my Mexican delegation? And uh, talking about the delegation that had come up from Mexico. They are the Mexican delegation. And so after I said that and, and church service was over, I had a Hispanic friend of mine come from California come running up to me and said, why would you say that? That's offensive. You shouldn't have said the Mexican delegation. You should have said the, the, the Hispanic uh, delegation. I said, no, that would have been offensive to those guys. I said, those guys are Mexicans, born in Mexico, Mexican by birth, proud of being Mexican. They came up to this meeting as the Mexican <laughs> delegation. And if I had called them Hispanics, right. they'd have been offended because they're not Hispanic, they're Mexican. That's right. But anyway, I, uh, the, my point was this. Uh, I was preaching for Andrew in Raleigh-Durham. And uh, it was right up, to about like, right up to the 4th of July, just the same week of the 4th of July. And uh, whoever was in pres- president at the time, it was Mr. Obama or Mr. Clinton, I forget which one it was, but uh, they decided you shouldn't say the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. Remember that when that happened? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, everybody's telling you, don't say the Pledge of Allegiance, don't say the Pledge of Allegiance, that's, that's not right, don't do that, don't make kids say it in school. And I tell you, I was so mad. I got in his in Andrew's church that night, and I said, you all stand up and put your hand over your heart, and we're going to say the Pledge of Allegiance. And so we did. Big church. Lots of people. Good right. people. And we pledged, and then I said, let's do it again. We pledged again, and then we pledged again. And I said, you know, you just go around putting your hand. When you see that flag, you just put your hand over your heart. That's a trophy. That that costs blood. That's been defended by blood. It's been paid right. for with blood. Right. Our founding fathers created this nation with the Constitution and with the Bible, and I, for one, refuse to accept anything less. Well, that's right. We have to be aware of the fact that... I do pledge allegiance to that flag. That's right. And we have to be aware of the times that we live in and be very bold and very strong and start with your prayer life and be bold, as Terry's saying. And we're we're not going to be silent. We're not going to be intimidated and fearful about the day and hour that we live in, but we're going to be strong, full of the Holy Ghost and full of the Word of God. Absolutely. And those of us that have held fast to the Lord, as Moses said, we're going to be alive. We're going to keep doing it. (laughs) We're going to be doing it. Well, God bless you all. We're so glad you've been here with us. Remember, you can find us at terrymiseministries.org is our website or terrymise.com right here with our podcast, all of our products, our preaching schedule, and all of the things for the rest of this year. We've got so much going on. And then this month on the 29th in Fort Worth, Texas, Sunday night, we're going to be celebrating Terry's uh, 50 years in the ministry with Pastor Daryl Baker and uh, a lot of other great ministers of God are going to be there. If you need more information, please call our office. It'll be the night before the Southwest Believers Con- Convention conference opens. Brother and Copeland's meeting. Brother Copeland's meeting. So uh, help us celebrate. Pray for us. We're so grateful for our partners and people that help us go. We're about to leave for Peru uh, shortly. We're going to be very busy ministering the next several weeks before we leave the 1st of August. So um, we pray that you have a blessed, blessed 4th of July, and always remember Jesus is Lord, and you are more More than than conquerors. conquerors. God bless you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com.
Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.